Shanti. And it's Antoinette. And you are listening to Around, Around the, the Way, Way Curls. We are two Philly bred best friends who strive to produce content that is authentic, unapologetic, and exalting of the magic we see in ourselves and in you. Join us as we oscillate between love and light and money and dicks because, because duality, duality is, is a thing. thing. Yes, Gave you a long one because it's been so long since we've recorded together, like by ourselves. It, this is true. When Guess was who's the last bizarre? time? Do you remember? McCant. It was the first week of February. Are you serious? We together. Yes, because then we had a bunch Are of we guests. Even I friends had Sayo. Anymore? I don't know. We will Are see. We? we might not be. <laughs> <laughs> Depends. How you doing, Sheila? What's crackalacking? I'm doing good. I'm doing great. I just it's, realized you got them Apple headphones again. It's daylight savings time. Daylight saving? Savings. Not sure. But it's savings, I think. That's what I hear on the news. That's exciting. It was 65 degrees running these was streets. It? In Philly it was. I still had my winter coat on. Wow. It felt, did you go outside today? I, yes, I moved my vehicle. <laughs> That's my excuse to go outside the car. I went outside this weekend and I realized that I have a new kink, something that makes me very excited and delighted when I see it. I went to a cafe this weekend and behind the bar were two strapping young black men, Mm. 20, 24, no older than that. Broad shoulders, whipping up motherfucking lattes, Ethiopian pour overs, oh. handing out croissants and shit. And I was Were they like, buttery, oh. flaky, warm. I was like, this is wonderful. It wasn't like an emaciated, tattooed, ratty head hipster. You know, it was a strapping, tall, sexy black man with good music taste. It was like bumping and it was it was wonderful. And Shout out to all the black men that are baristas. You know, the original man was Ethiopian. The original coffee was from Ethiopia. It is only right that we are continuing this legacy with the roasting. So that's a thing. I really enjoyed that. I'll update you on further kinks. I'm failing forward. I'm failing miserably. <laughs> <laughs> Aside from I that, life is that. a fucking mess. No. I took a took a leap of faith and I vended at King of Prussia Mall. If you're from Philadelphia, you know the motherfucking KOP is a big deal. It is the luck. It's where you could go to Gucci and shit. Like you could go get Louis Batons or whatever. Like it's a luxury mall. And I was like, oh, let me take Sable up there and make some money. And I didn't. (laughs) I didn't make any money. And I might go under. No, I won't. But I'm very scared. 
But I also realized, like, I'm, my mind wanted to tell the story that, like, oh, you know, just just negative Nelly. And I was like, no, this is information you're learning around about what works. This is information about your What's setup. Your demographic is. Like, yeah. maybe you had too much going on. Maybe you need to simplify. Maybe you need to focus on just, like, two products. It was just... Maybe you need to have somebody with you that will be that person that goes up to people because you're not that person. We did. We needed to. I w- after a while, I was doing it. I was like, okay. but the thing with kiosks, because of, I think the nail people were the first ones to ruin it for like kiosk salesmen. Remember going to the mall and the nail person that if you shine mm-hmm. it, it has like the three. The buffer. Yeah. I think they've ruined it for everybody. So when people see a kiosk, they immediately just like. Like it's like I'm a homeless person asking for change. I like glaze over and like all of a sudden they can't hear you or see you and like their immediate response is no 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 sorry I don't have anything I can't do that. You're like so. the perfume bitch in Boscovs. Boscovs. Uh, shout out to Boscovs. Shut is Boscovs still open? I feel that it may be. I hope that they are. And but you know what I want to be closed. JC motherfucking Penny. If that bitch don't JC die. JC Penny can never close. Are you kidding? JC Penny is a fucking vibe. No, JC Penny is a home goods <laughs> store up here. You got home goods at JC Penny in Philly? We have home goods, but we don't have no JC Penny. No, there's there's not a JC Penny home goods. I'm saying there's up here, they have like a home goods section. There's like a JC Penny kind of warehouse thing up here, and you can give straight furniture from there. I just, they have all the knickknacks. I just feel like whenever they talk about retail dying, reports always are like, J.C. Penny is at an all-time low. They have just laid off 8,000 workers, and this bitch is <laughs> still around. Penny will never go under, ever. She's like, I built this shit. Right. I'm motherfucker. Like, I'm what? King Kong, whatever the fuck Denzel What's said. That movie? What's that reference that you just fucked up? Tell me. Training day, bitch. Ooh, please don't say that. <laughs> Also, it's I watched him well. on, I don't know their name. De, De, Jesus and Mer- De Seuss. Remember when you called that man De Seuss? De Seuss and Meron. <laughs> and Mero. <laughs> <laughs> I love them. And I also watched them with Nas as well. And I'm just like, Nas, I want to see you burst into laughter. You're just too cool. Like, I want to see you laugh. You want to see Nas burst into something else, I know. I want to see burst on my belly. Shit. <laughs> Oh my Five minutes in and here we are. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> How are you? I am experiencing deep sorrow and sadness. Oh. And I'm trying, I know really? I'm smiling right now, but like I I have been experiencing such guilt with joy because I am engulfed in this Ukraine massacre that is happening. Mm. I really I'm struggling every day I get up and I'm not saying this is healthy, but the first thing I do is turn on the news. The first thing I do is read. I've just been listening to all kinds of podcasts. I listened to this podcast with this woman where she was saying goodbye to her husband and then she was trying to go back. The conditions, how this man, he's trying to look after her parents, but he he can't go out into the streets because there's like shelling and shooting. And the last time he saw her parents' home, there were no windows, but they did have a roof, so mm. they could be okay. Mm. Below eight degree weather, they're taking the snow and trying to melt the snow so that they can tr- have a drinking water. Mm. They're running out of food. I mean, 
they just reported today that an eight-year-old child died of starvation in one of the cities. It, it the hell. mother that was bombed at that maternity ward. She was the mother that was like clutching her stomach, and she was on that makes makeshift stretcher. Her and her child died. It's just like I'm having a hard time. Because the first thing I go to is is like when I hear something like that, I think that we think about it on a very macro level. And the first thing I do is go to the micro of like, there are people, yes, there, there are people that have been sheltering in subway stations in Kiev for two weeks. That means they have, where are they getting food? How are they getting water? How are they go, going to the bathroom? What does it smell like down there? How cold must they be? Is there any light? Like people are menstruating. People have are diabetic. People have babies. People have it, like their basic needs. Yeah. Right. There are basic human needs that cannot be met in these conditions. Mm-hmm. And somehow these people are still banding together and and trying to survive and trying to protect their country. It's just it's a lot. And then I could think about how hard we've all worked in life, right? Imagine you're at home. You have nothing to do with this macro shit. And all of a sudden your entire home is gone. Mm-hmm. And the only thing you can do is grab what you can, you can put it on your back and you and Jojo flee mm-hmm. to what? Mm-hmm. To like, not, like there, there are no guarantees. There's no promises where you're going. Mm-hmm. Y- your whole life is just gone. I, I, don't know if I'm strong enough to face that. Oh, well, and to yeah. I don't think you have a choice. It's just like your you keep waking up, your heart keeps beating. You do have a choice. People 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 I mean, end things all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying like I just don't know. I just don't know how people do it. I really don't. And I think that we're really privileged. I think I was talking to you about it, how, you know, the U.S. doesn't fight wars on their soil. So we don't have any real idea about what that is, like what's happening. And my heart just bleeds. So like when I go on Instagram and shit and I see like these reels of people putting on their new clothes and showing me their new Fenty, you know, foundation and shit. It's like, I don't give a fuck right now. I don't care. And I actually get angry with them. And that's not healthy. But I get angry at people experiencing joy and acting like the world goes on. And then I get angry with myself when I forget. Because I feel like there's no but what But what forget. are you supposed to do? I, I, I think... I don't know. I, underst- I don't... I completely understand I, that sentiment. I'm sa- I know it's not healthy. Or the, it's <laughs> just... It, yeah, it's just a continuous thing because it's not Kiev. It's another place. It's the Congo. If it's not Kiev, it's Syria. If it's not Kiev, it's... Palestine if it's not Kiev it's fucking North Philly like it's, yeah it feels like um I don't know it, it it feels like that that is just the consequence of being a human in the modern world like that's that's well, what happens speaking of that Jason Rosario the gentleman we had on um in I think it was October or early or end of September um, he posted this and I, I, it, it spoke to me and I reposted it, but it was, um, it said, I'm washing my face before bed while a country is on fire. It feels dumb to wash my face and dumb not to. It has never been, 
this way and it has always been this way. Mm -hmm. Someone has always clinked a cocktail glass in one hemisphere as someone loses a home in another while someone falls in love in the same apartment building where someone grieves the fact that suffering, mundanity, and beauty coincide is unbearable and both remarkable. And that's it. The cycle it's, of life, death, disease, and and like, what is this all about? I'm I'm on your shit now, but for a very different <laughs> reason. <laughs> that's, so, that's and it. it's not helping that I'm about to get my period. Get, get no, child, and this cat keeps eating I, my fucking food. I hope it makes the moments of joy a little bit e- even more sweeter, right? Because like like just like you said, you never know. We don't know what is destined tomorrow so you know what that's a good that's a good way to look at it it's not it doesn't help anybody feeling guilty but i think it helps you deepen your human experience when you feel the highest highs because inevitably we all going to feel some lows maybe not as drastically but yeah (sighs) well a high i tried i um speaking of jason rosario he actually posted that um karun bin was going to be at Radio City. And so I was like, oh, shit. And so I bought myself a ticket and I went. Would you call, and I went by myself. How do you call him? Karung, Karungbin? That's what I... I Googled it before I jumped on this bitch. Is that not how you say it? I don't know. It's it a online. very strange word. I thought it was Krungbin, but who knows? Krungbin could also be it. I tend to like Karungabin. Oh. I just feel like there should be three Karungabin. I like that. Yeah, much better. Stronger. Much, Karun bin. It just, yeah, it feels grounded. Um, <laughs> Three syllables. They were incredible. I bet. I, there were, it was just a sea of white folks losing their minds. And I was smack dab in the middle, orchestra seating. And they, their covers were incredible. Their changes were incredible. It was just like, wow. They were like on these little spaceships on the stage, these elevated spaceships. They didn't do too much, but the vibe was like so, I don't know how to describe it. It was top five concerts I've been to. And I've been to a lot of concerts, I realized. I was running it down like, wow, I've actually been to a lot. Um, They were incredible. Yeah, you guys should check them out. You should definitely check them out. We definitely shouted them out on hot shit before, but make sure you check them out. K A oh, I don't know if I spelled it right here, but K H R U A N G B I N. Check them out. And lastly, Krungabin. Krungabin. I think you're right. Krungabin is better though. (laughs) Lastly, I am full of shame. Oh, not the shame. We ain't doing that no more. (sighs) Shame. Guess what I spent $22 on? Fenty. Candy Crush. And I can't stand myself for it. But my competitive I'm nature. So I'm mad too. I'm mad too confused. that I lay in bed after maybe a, a half a edible and I just get this urge to win. And then I get so angry because if you lose, then like you're the like super. It's not Candy Crush. It's a different game, actually. But it's just like Candy Crush. But this one is really addictive. What is it called? Royal Match. And so in Royal Match, they give you all of these bonuses if you win a level. And then if you win another level, you just get keep getting all these bonuses. And it's so much easier to continue to win because you have all of these, like, 
It's like a power jet pack that you get. Girl, and then if you, you lose about? one level, it's all gone. It's all gone. What in a socket. And then you're sock. on a super hard level and you can't get past it. And so I kept buying these like $4.99 packs. I'm like, oh yeah, it's fine. Like in the scheme of things, Antoinette, you would deserve joy, right? I'm trying to convince myself. I know myself that's after. right. You better. Go ahead. You better. No, I was real irritated when I looked up. And 48 hours passed, and I had spent $22 you on this. At I your said, bank statement that is like, a meal. Somebody scammed me. Somebody stole <laughs> from me. <laughs> I definitely almost oh. called called uh, American Express did. and was like, Excuse me. Somebody buying Candy Crush. Like, I don't even. Been it's not, it's Royal anything. Match. I, I find that Royal Match is better than Candy Crush. I'm obsessed with Candy Crush, but I just got to a place with Candy Crush where I'm like, it's not given. I need something different. Okay. And then Royal Match came and like the incentive for me, it, you play on teams. It's just so cool. Word. So shout out to Single Life and playing Royal Match in the bed till two o'clock in the morning. Get it how I get it. <laughs> high I'm doing it. What, what, what Mariah say? I'm, I'm doing, doing the best. best I can with what I got. I know that's right. <laughs> So moving right along, I'm sure you know by now, but an announcement that we have is that we will be at the Roots Picnic <gasps> June. Hey. Mm. That was me clapping and making. What day is it? Fourth, third and fourth. Or is it the second and third? Damn, how we gonna announce something <laughs> and not know what we're doing, raggedy bitches. <laughs> oh, No. Anyway, it's the first weekend of June, y'all. And if you can't look at a calendar and figure that out, then y'all asking us to do all the work for you. So come on out. <laughs> Saturday, June 4th and Sunday, June 5th. The I Roots can't stand Picnic us. We both had the wrong music dates. festival created and hosted by hip-hop group The Roots. The festival is held in Philadelphia at the Man Fairmont Park. Join us for two days of Fun and festivities. festivities. I saw you was about to fumble that joint. I was then. like philanthropy. You <laughs> <laughs> like fun. I, you know what happens is your eyes kind of, <laughs> your eyes go a little like, oh shit, I, I like, don't know what to what do. What is another PH? <laughs> Fuck it. No, no, no. You said P fun is not spelled with the PH. Well, it's the phonetic phonically PH. Anyway, girl, mind your business. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh. Hot shit. So I recently discovered the white god that is Little Dicky. I don't know how I didn't know who this was, but I'm obsessed with him. I was texting you at like four o'clock in the morning, like, you gotta watch this. You just gotta. And I'm really convinced that that is your white husband. Well, that yeah. is your white Jewish husband. Listen. Apparently, there's black folks that don't like him. So I'm hoping that he didn't do anything crazy or He's say anything. He's just a crazy, white guy rapping. Of course, they're gonna make something. But he can rap. So you could be mad all day, but he can. I've also discovered his show, Dave. You can watch it on Hulu. Masterpiece. What's Brilliant. the comedy kind of like? It's Oh, is everything okay? Yeah, she's tearing something up. Go ahead. She's what, being bad right what's now. What's the um, comedy comparable to? Is it like uh, um, it's like um, Simpsons? It's honestly, you would like it. It's like a, a, a mix between the, not the office where they look at the camera, but it's like a mix between like the office and Curb. Mm. It's like that kind of comedy. of. It's very dry. It can be very dry, but it's funny. And it's, 
And it's shit that would never happen seemingly in real life. But he has, he's hilarious. He's hilarious. Like, but his, his joke is like, what did he say? He says something. I'm sorry. I live in Brooklyn. Ignore this, everybody. Um, some kid was making fun of him. All right. It's just embarrassing. It's giving at this point. city. It's giving intro to around the way curve. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> some kid was making fun of him and he said, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Well, your, your household's probably terribly mismanaged. <laughs> and I die. I was like, that's hilarious. And I can't wait to say that to somebody, but it, he's much funnier than I am. But he, he, that show, I really enjoy it. Jewish boy that makes me laugh. Stop fucking playing with me. That's what I'm saying. He going to have you wide open. You'll be like, Nas who? What? No. You'll be like, little Dicky, come I here. I was mu- mug the shit out of little Dicky if my Nas walked in. I'd be like, Pharaoh King. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> My white king, excuse me, my black king is here. Um, I've also discovered Ping Pod in, for all the New Yorkers. <sighs> Table ping tennis. Pod or Ping Pong? Pod. Why? That's the name of the, the place. I'm giving it free advertisement. Oh. You can rent tables by like the half hour or the hour, and it's 24 hours. Wow. And so you go in, and you once you rent that, you just have like a little key a little, I don't know, kind of email that comes to your phone. You scan it and you go inside and you play table tennis. And table tennis is actually a lot of fun. It is. So you play table tennis? Yeah, girl. I, I, my mom worked at a Jewish camp when I was nine years old. I was the only black thing in the entire camp. It's probably a source of trauma if I really go back and think about what had happened there. (laughs) And I have a story to share. I'll share it one day. Um, But tennis was my shit. I was like, I'm an athlete. Tennis or table tennis? Well, I learned tennis. And then they had a ping pong table as well. And I was like, am I Serena Williams? You know how to like spin the ball and do like the trick stuff? No, ma'am. Girl, I know you're not in this drawer. I'm sorry. (laughs) She just crawled out of the drawer. I can't with this cat. That's what she was doing. Okay. Um, well, we should play table tennis, I feel. I think fight. that's a Patreon episode. Fight. No, we would because I get really aggressive because I don't like to lose. Well. And like angry. That sounds But it's a lot like... of fun. I also have one more thing, Shanti. Go, girl. Go off with the hot shit. You fucking woo-woo. Putting the people on. I haven't on. been here for a while, so here I am. Let's go. There's a new song. If you want to have your heart broken and like weep and cry yourself to sleep about a love lost that never came back, who kind of did you wrong, but you still hope would come back, there's a song for you. It's called Jealous, and it is by a black gentleman named Labyrinth, and he could sing his ass off. But isn't isn't Labyrinth the one behind all of Euphoria's music? Bitch, I don't know. Is it? (laughs) (laughs) I love you. I have not researched Euphoria's music the way you have. Most likely, yes. Okay. Well, anyway, that just gives him more cred. He's in, He is a brilliant writer, I feel. And this song is beautiful. And everybody should go listen to it and cry. Yeah, he's responsible for all of the Euphoria. But yeah, he's a black British man. Go ahead, bro. Did it. Wow. A king. 
Did, anyway, and you did you had listen something. to the song with he and um your girl? Did you Z- know Zendaya? Zendaya be singing. She sounds so pretty. That's the song I sent you, and you and you tried to play me. She, oh, that's his song. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now I understand why my friend played them together. <laughs> it didn't connect. <laughs> oh boy. Yes. Oh man, that's funny. Well, yeah, that's the song that the boy in the show when he was strumming his little guitar was singing for an hour. And then talk about, yeah, it's a little something I'm working on. Nigga, you just had a <laughs> hook. There was a remix. Puff Daddy came in on a remix. Like, a little ditty bop I was working on. I'm still working on it. I was like, I'll even she in that scene was like. No, she wasn't. Stop. He was like, nigga. Time <laughs> is not real anyway, Shanti. Exactly. Um, things that must be stopped. You had something here. Things that aren't real are these eyelashes. While I was at the KOP, King of Prussia Mall, I now, now listen. I saw the whites and the blacks. Everybody and their mama had these eyelashes. And I'm just perturbed by I, It's the eyelashes and the baby hairs. And at this point, you look like a caricature. You look crazy. These little girls had no forehead space. Because they're swirls and they are dry. It's not, they're not even fresh. It's like they lay on these swirls down and trying to get three days, four days out of them. I'm like, you're (laughs) not washing your face, baby. (laughs) You, it's it's dry and lifting and your eyelashes are getting stuck with the swirl. (laughs) So at this point, you just, your seeing is impaired. I just have no tolerance for it. It's it's ugly. And I'm going to say Oh, it. no. It's ugly. It's not ugly. It is. It's ugly. It, you look like, you look like Snuffleupagus. You look like the character from The Muppets, the guitar player. <laughs> I don't know. It's, you call these girls ugly. No, I didn't are say there... they are ugly. I said okay, right. the style is ugly. It's not beautiful. Let me see the style one more time. I don't me... know. It's just like if y'all this... can see Shanti trying to make baby hair out of her eyelashes. And it's, it's, it's everybody. It's everybody. The whites are do. The whites look even more ridiculous doing it. And these young white girls, oh girl, and these girls are eleven years old in the suburbs. I don't know if they're from the suburbs. I'm gonna take that back. I'm sorry. Don't be but racist. they have. They are. This is how they talking. Yeah, bitch. Like fuck the, the, the like. I was just like, wow, they're like 11 years old. Like, You was talking like that at 11. But not these little white girls doing it. Like, I was, I was. You were flabbergasted. It was, a, it was a very interesting. Go to a mall and it is a social, it's a social discovery. It is a place of learning. We don't really learning. have malls here like that. Y'all don't? What mall I ever take you to? There's not know. many moles. I mean, it's New York like, is just—it's just a—it's just, just a superior place. It's just—it's uh, just one big mall, maybe. All I know is sometimes the eyelashes look good if you pay a little coin. But everybody, you know what it is? Everybody wants to look like a filter now, or a liter- literally a cartoon character, like a Disney character, where you got these big eyes and these big lashes, and you don't have any pores on your fucking face. And you know what it is too? They want to look want like pores, Mrs. Though. Incredible. I don't want pores. I I agree. I I don't 
want to look no, like a head skin. We gotta I don't want to look like though. myself now. <laughs> don't get fucked up. <laughs> I don't want to walk out looking like myself. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> Can I? Well, we were talking about this, and I will take it a step further and say, and this is not me. Maybe I shouldn't. I might get canceled. I know. But these BBLs, these baby. BBL, these ant butts. Y'all look like ants. Y'all look. And you said, they, you just look exaggerated. You just look exaggerated. <laughs> I keep seeing them. Just imagine just, an ant butt. And then the little skinny legs. <laughs> it's just these diaper booties. I'm like, oh. And and I have seen them done well, up close and personal, where I'm like, that actually looks like Amazing. Your, your body. Like, okay, cool, cool, cool. But apparently, apparently. you got to get massages. You got to do all kinds of stuff to get this ant butt to look like your butt. When the doctor says maybe you shouldn't go up a size, trust that doctor. And if the doctor is not warning you about the size of the butt you about to put on you, don't go to that doctor. And then there's so many big bone women like like me, like chunky women that are getting the BBLs and they're, they have zero back fat, right? None. Because it's all put in their butt. And then they got fat everywhere else. They have zero back fat, zero stomach fat, and then they arms. It's like I can tell. It's like I can tell that that doesn't match. But doesn't matter to them. I don't think so. I think it's like yo, I got a, but I got a fat ass, dude. But it looks like Mrs. Incredible. It looks like it's giving. It's giving insect arachnophobia, arachnoids. What's the scientific name for it? (laughs) Insect. Arachnophobia is spiders, right? I think the but spiders part got the, of the big old ner- arach. God, you smart scientists people are just so upset with this. They didn't have that. Just doesn't even make sense. Why you can't just call them ants? You got to say arach. Because I and think all it, it gives it, it gives it better. Yes, arachnid. Mm-hmm. True. That's dumb. Moving right along to another ant, but Kim and Kanye. <laughs> The ori- she's not the original. That's one. not the original aunt, but well, is she? <clears throat> I feel she might be one of the first BBLs because I remember when she went and got that damn X-ray on keeping up with the Kardashians to prove she didn't have the injections because you can see them. But what she knew it wasn't going to show up on the X-ray because it was just fat. Tricky bitch. Wow. Wow. Look at how Brilliant. she's like. Look at the conspiracy. Look at the work that she's done to dupe mm-hmm. us. Do we trust her? You know what? I'm still rooting for her on the low low. Yeah. I'm going to like lift her up and kind of drag her down like the queen I am. I want Kanye to stop it. <clears throat> I really do. I want Kanye to get well. I watched the third Kanye doc and I was frustrated by it. I did not like it. I felt like the people around him, while they might have turned the camera off, and expressed that he was dealing with mental health. No one held him accountable. Nobody said, like, bro, it doesn't seem like you're okay. No one really said it. They just let him go on and on, and they listen, and they turn it off. I feel like that's what's happening right now. I'm especially frustrated with Kanye right now because Kanye is now doing his whole Kim won't let me see my kids thing, which I'm not going to argue about I don't know who who he sees or not. She already said, like, stop lying. You was just here this morning to pick him up. But his, and you got to realize, this is a media mastermind himself. 
This is like two media masterminds going at it before our very eyes. And he's sitting there and now he's saying, you know, that the world, the leftist world will do anything they can to rip apart a black family and keep a black father away from his black children. And he really hates to see white privileged people do this. I said, no, you're not pulling the race card. Well, you married that lady and had four babies with her and talked about how incredible that family unit was and moved your ass into Calabasas. And now you're, you're pulling the race card because you want all of us to get behind you. No, you're being an asshole, dude. Like you're being nuts and you need to stop. And maybe if you would stop, you would see your kids more. That's how I feel. Sorry. I would be scared shitless to send my kids with him right now if I were her. And not that I think that he would ever harm them physically, but mentally, who knows what he's saying to them? You know, like that's scary. I don't know. I don't know. To dismiss, to, to nullify or to say, oh, you can't say anything about the cultural differences just because you married a white person. I say you can't say it. I didn't say you can't say it. I'm saying it's very convenient. You got to realize he's a mastermind. He manipulates the media all kinds of ways. I ain't seen a black woman with Kanye since, what was that child's name? She was light-skinned too, child. Alexis. Alexis. Shout out to, girl, you done dodged a bullet, girl. Girl. Listen. Shout out to you living your best life. That's all I'm going to say. And and you you're aligned with all kinds of politics that don't really serve black and brown people, but say less, King. Okay. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I um I'm definitely not on Kim Kardashian's side. I'm not on his side. Um I I don't know if telling him to be quiet is the the thing to say. Um. It's all just wildly crazy and strange, but also like not help. anything that most couples don't experience to some extent, but they just have the money and the power, the influence and the the, the um, attention that most folks He's don't also have. seeking it though. That's my thing. It's I mean, like he, I don't think... He keeps talking about protecting his kids and wanting North off of TikTok and all this stuff, but then you are making all of the rest of this stuff so public for your kids to see one day. I like, mean, the yeah, narrative Kim Kardashian had a whole show. Like her whole family's lives are on, are made public. I'm talking about specifically the, the, of course, but I'm talking about right now. She's always been who she is. And I think she's actually been quiet throughout this process. I think she hasn't said much at all. It's him I mean, putting the yeah. screenshots up and everything else. I, but then you're saying that you don't want North exposed and this and that. And and then, I don't know, Disney's going to profit off of her because she's on TikTok. It's just like, bro, just call call your ex-wife or call your wife. She's Y'all still technically married. And, like, get a counselor. Figure out how to co-parent and do this thing. Please. I hope they do. I hope they Me do. Me too, because it's really sad for, like, these kids. Mm-hmm. It's like, and for his legacy, it's just sad all around. And to honor the relationship, because I actually really do think that they loved each other. Mm-hmm. It's just sad. Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. <sighs> and then Pete, poor Pete, it just caught up in the middle of this. But he going to space anyway. What? 
You ain't hear that? Pete's going to space on Elon Musk's spaceship. Deadass. This is a real thing. It's strange to me. All of them. They're all weird to me. Even Pete's they thing of like, I'm going to erase universe. my Instagram, but yo, I'm going to send this to my friend to go. Send. Like, I, I, I really liked the way he spoke to him in the thread. I really liked Pete. Yeah, I feel like he was respectable. I, I mean. Except that I'm in bed with your wife and then the picture. And okay. then the picture. But outside I of mean, that, so that, he reeled it in. I take, I mean, he was, he looked, he made himself look to be someone that really cares and like is concerned. Right. And like is going to. But is also fed up. But is also fed up. But like. Why you had to share that with everybody? Why did that have it. to be? But he, he sent it to it. his friend. Like that. That's like me sending you. Oh, I thought Kanye posted No, that. his Pete's friend shared it. Child, which is weird. This is just all sad. It's like it's all performative Well, I send you screenshots all the time. So maybe yes, I'm weird. but then your friend to like if you posted it, I would think I, that was I weird. definitely think that he's he because Pete erased his Instagram. So I think that he was like, "Yo, put this out so people can see, people can see like me, like this is my point of view. This is what I'm saying." Child, anyway. and him saying he's in bed with his wife isn't doing anything for the kid. Like it's all just like. Y'all are all... I think he's... I, I hear that. But you know what? The petty in me understands. You just released a video where you're burying me alive. You have my head severed from my body. Yeah, but you don't have to like, say that. I'm in, wife, just very I'm in bed with your kid, your wife. Like, and, Well, that was also a threat. Where are you at right now? Where am I at? I'm in bed with your fucking wife. What's I true? probably would say that too. The lesser version of me would probably slap back in that kind of way like i have been quiet this whole time all of it there is, is a point where like if you really like you calling me skeet there's so many jokes no, I, I can make that. off of that right now i get that but i don't know what that it doesn't does do anything for, for for kids no no no. i mean it doesn't do anything to like help the situation no of course but not. shout out to those people because they're all unwell i mean they're all not okay God well, damn. speaking of unwell, now Kimmy is under fire, which was really interesting. And I wanted to speak on this, not about her, but she had that viral clip go around where she offers people the best advice in terms of business. And she said, basically, you have to get off your ass and work hard. Nobody wants to work hard anymore. And I saw that and thought, okay. And I, would, I get why people were so mad. But I just want to offer to people, I think that we... I. Th- I think we can feel that way about ourselves sometimes that we don't work hard, especially when we're on these social media accounts or, I mean, really there when you're scrolling, when you're seeing what everyone else is posting. And obviously they're only posting the best parts most often of their lives. And it's a lifestyle. It's this, it's that. And it just feels like, damn, what am I doing wrong? And I just want to say like, don't let... Instagram or Twitter or social media do that to you because I feel like it can brainwash you into thinking that you're not doing enough. And the majority of the people that I know work incredibly hard. Honestly, the people who work the hardest are often the people that have the least. And so I just, I I really caution, especially middle America, because you Sometimes you're between this place of like when you're super impoverished, I feel like often you're working incredibly hard and you're like, I can't do any fucking thing else. Like I literally can't do more than what 
I'm already doing. And it's just like capitalism is just eating you. And then you get to this weird place of like, oh, I have some success, right? Whatever that means financially. And then you feel like, but I should have more. I should be more than what I'm at. I shouldn't, I I should be working harder. There's always time to work harder. And I know that I feel that way about myself um, or can feel that way. And I'm really working against that because I often don't celebrate the little victories that I do have. So when I heard that, I checked myself because I thought, immediately I thought about the people like, you can't say everyone doesn't work hard. That's just ridiculous. And also you started a, on third base and you ran in for a home run. Fine. Like you had a, you had a leg up, but I also felt like, wow, maybe that's true. Maybe I should be working hard and like started to do that thing that I do. So I don't know. I just wanted to say, do you, does that resonate with you at all? I, I, I just think that's the myth of capitalism. You think that your product, how productive you are is going to result in wealth or like security. And that's just the, the, it's just the biggest lie. And we are all in some way, shape or form are seduced by it, but it's not necessarily true. The richest people in the world ain't, ain't child, they ain't lifting a motherfucking finger. Everybody else is working for them, making them richer. So, but I think it's an easy, I think it's the myth of America, right? Like you pull yourself up from the bootstraps, you work really hard, um, and you can make it. You can make it in in this world. And I, to some extent, like, to some extent, we all have to, we're all seduced by that and we all engage in it and we all believe in it in, in some places that maybe that does reap results but if you were to compare it to the the actual wealth that can be made and is made by people compared to everybody else it's it it shows like oh something doesn't make sense here that shit can't be real that shit can't be real something right here Mm -hmm. so i don't know girl rest yourself when you can and don't listen when people like kim kardashian say that shit because but at the same time i think to some extent her entire life is around productivity everything that she does she eats she's she's just as wrapped up in it i think to think oh you can't say anything about it is to is to deny her how wrapped up she is in capitalism and she's just as seduced by it by every but than anybody else everything she does her her life has been around productivity mm-hmm. and what she does and what she can get as a result. So, child, we all we all in it. And I don't know. I I get why everybody's like, oh, shut up, Kim. But I think she's she's just as you know disillusioned as everybody else in so many ways of that narrative. But I will say that Chloe had the best advice on there. She said, if you're you're the smartest person, if you're the smartest person in the room, you need to go to a different room. Mm. I was like, I could dig it. I'm not mad at Chloe's response. I just want to say one thing. I learned about this uh, before we did this episode, but apparently Mace, 
has come out of the oh. church. He has come down and now. He's not in the church anymore? I don't know, but this nigga is slinging nigga and he's speaking from his heart and he's spitting hot fire and it's all directed at Puff Daddy. And he's obviously frustrated with Puff Daddy's, you know, image of love now when Mace accuses Diddy of, you know, exploiting Biggie's death and ripping so many and dismissing so many artists, fucking up everybody's career and profiting off of it. That's what he said. He said, yeah, I'm just a Harlem nigga repping, a Harlem nigga repping down a Vegas strip with my own sug. You from Mount Vernon, a nigga go and rep your own hood. I'm not hating on your Billy worth. Right now, I'm only saying what you really work. You ain't no architect. You just a nigga who know how to market death. Go pay his mother what he really worth. Talking about mm-hmm. Biggie Small's mother. And he just went in. Mace had bars. I said, what Mace in the always ether? had bars. I said, what in the ether? And he's coming at Diddy. And I wonder if Diddy will say anything. But I just want us no, to uplift. Diddy is going to post another video on his boat and talk about love. I want us to up. And that, that's, that, that isn't Wild. that America. Isn't that just what we do? But I, I want people to go hard for this and to get it out and circulating so that Puff Daddy does have to address this shit. We need to tithe even more. Tithe for Mace. Child, he went in. I want y'all to listen to this, though. Oracle 2, the liberation of Mace and Betha. He said, listen, I'm about sick and tired of this bullshit. We're going to pray for Mace. You know who I don't... This is a really unpopular take, I'm sure. I don't care about Juicy Smoulier. Girl, nobody care. I said, nigga, what are you hooping and hollering for? There are so many people that care. <sighs> I got into a conversation with a friend who was really frustrated with me about this. And I was just like, there are real innocent people in jail, awaiting trial, wrongly convicted. That's who I care about. I don't... I, it's not that I don't care. It's that I'm not ready to like go... protest for this dude like this is not the central park five people are really upset because they don't feel that his crime fits the punishment and i'm like you lied under oath you fabricated an entire story you also like wasted mad taxpayer dollars on this investigation that was drawn out for years upon years and like taxpayer dollars are wasted in in the prison system all day every day got it but like you like really plotted this out and you still and I'm, saying that you innocent yes yeah, acting and, a fool. and making himself a martyr and i get and like there's like celebrities getting behind this and i don't know maybe i don't have a heart because i i really used to be the person that's like yeah this this just doesn't feel um right you know and that, i don't give a fuck it's if not that juicy, i don't give a fuck it doesn't feel right like i, I feel like does, you were lying you got caught with your pants yes. down acting a f- for what like why would you do that maybe he's guilty innocent i don't know i can i go back because i'm like why would you do that are you well and then he's po- he has people posting on his thing about how 
he's not going to kill himself. And I'm like, where did that come from? Like, maybe there's more information that we just don't have. I don't we know. We need to have to have some love and kindness for what's his name? I know. It's not juicy. And you keep calling Jesse. Him. I <gasps> can't not say juicy. <laughs> <laughs> you nigga, you straight face. You were like juicy. <laughs> Well, that's what I can't not see that. That's a Dave Chappelle. Anywhere. But listen, that's what I mean. I usually have more compassion. I usually have more. And compassion. We should exercise it for him. But I, just, I, I just don't. My spider senses is not tingling for you. But, but I think too, I, I, it's the punitive. I think people Ooh. are like, oh, well, this is too punitive. Like it's the punitive nature of it. Like oh, I would feel differently if he apologized and was like, listen. I don't know what I was thinking. I was really trying to highlight the discrepancy within the black community and the LGBTQIA community in terms of, um, in terms of just everyday life and liberty in this country. We were at a time when like, you know, you better make that man's case. He did not. He said, no, no, I'm saying like, if he were to say that and own it, I might feel differently and be like, all right, how can he repent? How can he, what's the change behavior? But there's like no change behavior and not that jail's going to fix it because I think that somehow he feels like he's this LGBTQIA black martyr superhero now. And now it's just getting weird. It's like, it was better when you was just like singing and acting, dude. We didn't ask you for all this. It's just very strange. And I, and I was shocked that my one of my friends had such a strong response. I want to know who texted What do they say? What's me? their argument? They were just, they, their argument is just that the punishment does not fit the crime. If he was white, there's no way he would get all that time and this and that. And I'm like, I listen, I am not saying that that is not accurate. What I'm saying is I don't have the capacity. I, for whatever reason, I don't feel compelled to fight that fight for him. Mm. You said throw him away. No, I no. I'm saying I y'all can fight it. I am just not gonna be because I'm I'm usually down to fight the fights, and I'm not down to fight. What did he get? He got what? What did he? 150 days in jail, and like he got mad probation. I don't remember the probation, which is its own hang up. But you know, we hoping that juicy finds clarity. Stop calling him that. Why? Oh, Jesse. <laughs> Jesse Smullet, Smullier. <laughs> wow. Um, politics as usual. I don't know if we have time for that. I do want to just bring up Brittany Griner and WNBA. Like, she's like the second probably best WNBA player in the fucking world. And um, she is currently basically a hostage in Russia and not enough people are talking about it. And I, this, it just is wild to me because there's already all this talk about how we don't respect the WNBA. People need to, people are frustrated. Well, I was seeing people like, well, why was she in Russia? First of all, there are so many WNBA players that play overseas because the average WA, WNBA player is getting paid like $100,000 to $500,000. That is wild. Like in comparison to what the men get played or are you or paid rather are you serious? So yeah, they go overseas because they get paid a lot more. We don't even know if she really did have these oil cartridges in her bag. Like that's how Russia plays these kind of games. They're in the middle of war. Like Russia's They're like in the- I don't have I don't know what you're talking about. I do not care. 
I don't. Right. Ain't nobody got time for that. Which is terrifying. There's also, I forget their names, damn, but there's two other Americans that are in prison in Russia. One is showing signs of tuberculosis and the other apparently has lost all kinds of weight and because that those are the conditions within the yeah it's within a mess. the yeah so people are really concerned oh, what a terrible and for time. Brittany it's even worse because she is married and that she's married to a woman and she's gay and guess what Russia does not play that shit so she can be charged up to fifteen more years for being lgbtqia if they decide to say that she was kind of skewing oh God, this that narrative awful. within russia so there are so many leaps and bounds that our government is going to need to go through to like get to her and i just wouldn't even want i, I can't even imagine what those talks are like already you know people are pissed because ukraine wants a no fly zone meaning no planes fly over Ukraine. If NATO were to say that and Russia decides to fly a plane over Ukraine, then NATO now is in the position of, okay, if you're still flying your plane, we look weak if we let you. So now we need to shoot your plane down. Now we're waging war. And now we have World War III of Russia, Korea, China versus the West. So there's so much to navigate on an international spectrum. And then you have this woman that's being used as a pawn, just caught in it. And really, this woman and these other two men. But she is like, okay. And in Russia, you have to realize, like, she is very famous there. They, you know, they actually acknowledge her as a celebrity, as a star. So this was like a big grab for them. It's just wild. I'm praying for her. I feel so sorry What's for her, her family. Brittany Griner. Oh, I feel so man. fucking sorry for her wife. Her wife has been asked to not speak out in the U.S. because the the our you government is warning Putin, her like yeah. we if you do that and and Russia decides that you are you know encouraging people to be gay or you're speaking out about like she can that can hurt her in the long run. So she can't even mourn or express herself in the way that she wants to. It's just all awful. So praise for them. But it's pissing me off that not more people are talking about it. Like this should be the biggest fucking news story in sports. And instead we're talking about Tom Brady coming out of retirement. It's just like wild times. So I don't know if people are getting instructions not to talk about it. If it'll fuck things up. I don't be. know. It may, it may be. It could they don't be that. Provoke Putin. Don't provoke Putin, shout. The fact that this man has the whole world in a fucking chokehold. Putin ain't playing that. It's just that. wild. Anyway, so pray, prayers for her. I, we do have voicemails. Should we save them for mm-hmm. next week? Because we're already in at, out at, at an hour. Or what do you think? I don't Queen? know. I, 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 is it just I'll play one? one. one? And st- there's, there's three, but I'll play one. Hey, Shanti and Antoinette. My name is Hillary. Um, I've never called into a show before, so this is a little exciting for me. But um, I have listened to you guys pretty much from the beginning, um, and I'm kind of a podcast junkie. I've listened to, like, all the different um, friend shows out there. Um, but the reason I wanted to call today was just to kind of talk about, um, like, the last few episodes that you had. 
um, where you had guests, um, this most recent one with the moms. Um, something that really stood out to me was um, when she was talking about um, her platonic male friend who was helping her out and, like, being able to point to that as an example to her kid of, like, this is how men should treat you regardless of if you're sleeping with them or not. Um, and the reason that I'm pointing that out, um, the reason that stood out to me is because I think just generally as a society, we put so much emphasis on romantic love and kind of to Shanti's point on that same episode um, where she was talking about, you know, just that's kind of where we expect touch and where we expect intimacy. But I've personally been doing a lot of work in my own life about, you know, platonic intimacy and how does that really show up and um, how can we make, you know, some of the most platonic relationships that we have might be some of the most important relationships in our lives, like our friendships, like our girlfriends, um, even just like witnessing you, Shanti and Antoinette and your relationship with Jasmine and Amanda and all those girls, like that is something that's so valuable and um, I don't think that we give it enough um, attention or credit. So I just wanted to call to say appreciate you all, and I will see you all at the Roots picnic. Um, I got my tickets a couple weeks ago, so I can't wait to meet you guys in person. Um, all right. Have a good day. Bye. Oh, word. We're going to have a whole podcast. We're going to have an episode around that because a lot of people want to talk about, like, platonic friendships and making friends as an adult and, like, centering friendships platonic over conjugal relationships what okay so um thank you so much for calling we're gonna take a break and i'm excited to see you at the roots sis um we also need to figure out how to get those girls on here we have to have a squad episode oh yeah <sighs> yep. get them all in a room all right we're gonna take a break um please if you feel so inclined Give us a call at 215-948-2780. That's 215-948-2780. Also, make sure you join us on Patreon for additional content. And if you want to see our lovely faces, shout out to the two patrons that we have from last week, Dana C. and Farmer. You know who you are. And yeah, please rate, subscribe, share, do all the things, comment. Apparently you can rate on Spotify now. So go ahead and oh, do word? that. Yeah. Somebody wrote in and said they can rate on Spotify. So that's super dope. But Shanti, take us out, queen. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. 
The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. And we are back. Um, <laughs> if you are on Patreon, you just saw a very real aside. <laughs> Shanti and I arguing about politics. Were we arguing? I didn't feel like we were arguing. We were, I know we were arguing. We were just having a passionate conversation. And I love those with you because you bring up such, you do bring up, you bring up such good points and you just get me riled up. <laughs> And Can so this go. is a good segue into issues in friendships. <laughs> is that a good segue? <laughs> wow. No, we dead ass for at least 25 minutes just went on and on about Ukraine and Russia and international affairs and all the things. So, yes, issues that come up with friendships. I think this is a good topic. People have brought this up before. And Shanti and I were talking and, you know, I like to always, I have time for my friendships because I'm not in a, you know, romantic relationship, but everybody knows. And maybe when I get one, I won't have all this time for you hosts to be working on these friendships. You know what I mean? Like, but in all seriousness, every relationship requires a certain amount of effort. It's like a car. It requires maintenance. Um, you've got to change the oil, get a tune-up here and there, rotate some tires, dust that bitch, vacuum it, wash it. It's a lot of dirty cars running around. And so Shanti and I were just talking about the complexities of friendships as you get older, as you come more into yourself, as your life changes, as um, different people become a part of your life. And so... There were some things I jotted down. I want to go through like all of them, but issues and friendships that I thought of, and maybe there's more is like when you don't like your your partner's partner or there's some mm. kind of rift there. Um, when you have a difference of opinion on politics, mm. on vaccinations, mm. on just like convictions. Um when your partner actually doesn't like your friends, mm. <laughs> um, when your access is different in terms of like your socioeconomic class, right? So some when someone starts to make a you know a significant amount of more money, their life and lifestyle most likely will eventually change, and how does that affect how they relate to you? Um, and what your lifestyle is, where do you meet in the middle? Being kid free versus having children. Mm. When one of your, I can speak, <laughs> when, when your friends start having kids, shit changes fast and furiously. And you're like, oh, 
from just what you do to the conversations, to the times of day you can call, to when you can't call, and to even the type of person you're going to get on the phone when you call. And the anxiety that might come up in you when you want to talk maybe about frivolous things and you're like, this person has no time for this bullshit. Like, real life is happening. Then you have um, just a difference in lifestyles, right? I've talked about difference in convictions, but difference in lifestyles, they can be anywhere from sexual orientation. It could be from, do you keep your fucking house clean? Do I feel comfortable staying over there? It could be hygiene, personal hygiene. Oh, Lord. It could be, it could be, um, listen, and... <laughs> And also how you date, how you operate, things like that. You and I even one time talked about living together. And I remember distinctly being like, we don't have the same lifestyle. I would like date. I would want to date. How would I do that? You know, and we were like, oh, shit, I forgot. And we like thought that was such a good idea. I was like, how would I date? Meanwhile, little did I know I'm not dating. Um, And then jealousy. (laughs) Jealousy Jealousy jealousy, comes up in friendships. And the grass sometimes looks greener. So I think a good place to start, Shanti, is not liking your partner's partner and also your partner not liking your friend. We had a situation like that. We had both. Yeah, those dynamics were in... I did not like him. No, I mean, I'm talking about another friend we did not like the partner. We had every reason not to like that partner. We didn't even know why, but... We all had inkling yes. not to like him. I think that I think that comes up most frequently in relationships, um, and that's a really hard one. That's a it's hard a one. Really hard one because it's. I guess I had a partner that didn't like my friends, <laughs> and I feel like it was. I was young. It's tricky. Shout out to y'all, twenty-one-year-olds, because that same <laughs> dynamic wouldn't have happened now. I was young. I was just figuring myself out. And he would bring up all these things that would make me second guess my friends and like our intentions with each other. And I couldn't see that he was threatened and jealous. And I like, you have to be really solid in your friendships and yourself because your partner can make you think like if he doesn't like your friends or they she they don't like your friends you know they'll they'll have you second guessing and being like oh oh what and i remember i remember being so confused cuz he would bring up these outlandish things and i would be like am i not seeing this or the most tricky thing which now I understand to be abuse was my friendships. He would uh, insinuate that my friendships with my girlfriends would be a threat to, to, to the he and I's relationship that like my friendship with you guys would result in me like cheating on him. <laughs> and it's like mm, with us or yeah. Like, uh, you know, that especially with, this is tricky a partnered person having friends that were single and you guys are running around doing hood rat things, which would entice me to go run around and do hood rat things. And that made me be like, Oh, you know, and actually like considering like, 
what is my life like without my friends? And I think especially young women, you like, you can, you, you, you entertain it for a minute. You're like, oh, like maybe, maybe this is true. Um, I eventually realized that not that this is, this is, this does not make any sense. Like this, you have a problem, but it was hard because then I would like want to keep the peace. So some things I wouldn't share with you guys around what he was saying. So I was like in this, in this hard space that I couldn't even be honest with you guys and have and reveal what was go, going on in our relationship to an extent with you guys for you to be like, girl, we could just feel the, 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 the tension in you like anxiety yeah of like even like kind of associating with us or associate if we did go out like you can't post that I was like don't right post me. don't do this like I wasn't there like very it was it felt very secretive almost Joe the ghetto that was that was hard I mean I've had situations where my friend your partner has not liked me and I've definitely had situations where I have not liked my friend's partner. Um, or or I didn't, I, I also had a situation where I liked my friend's partner, but I didn't think that they were the best for them. And I felt like they put her and I in a certain amount of danger and I decided to distance myself. And I voiced that. <laughs> and that was really difficult and really hard because I caught a lot of flack for that. And I still stand by it. Maybe I didn't word it the best. I don't really remember. Or maybe, you know what, maybe it kind of felt like a surprise. Maybe I think that was more, I think I was careful with how I worded it. But um, it's really difficult because it can, when you are, what I realize is when you're partnered with someone, um, and most times when you're partnered with someone and you love them, you think like, this could be my forever person. This is my person. This is a part of me, Right. And so you're viewing it in that way. And so when someone rejects that, it feels like you're rejecting them or you're not happy for them or you're hating on them. And, and while you, the friend, might be a part of their life, it's different when you're in, in a romantic, intimate relationship. Hopefully when you you're know, young. As we see that. Hopefully when you're young. I right? feel like if you're older, if somebody were to say that kind of stuff with me, I would be like. But it's not even you? about saying that kind of. Sometimes you just don't like someone, right? Lu I mean, not luckily, mm. but I think the people that I have not liked were for good cause, good reason. I haven't been wrong yet. Um, and I had a situation where I didn't talk to one of my friends for a, a year and a half. Stayed close with her family, but did it. And it killed me over, you know, um, a rift between me and the partner. And it kind of, it felt horrible. And I, and I think there's nothing for me, there's nothing that I would have done differently. There's nothing that I would have navigated differently outside of maybe, um, probably maybe how I handled things, maybe how I voiced my concern, but I am one of these people where if I really love you, I'm going to voice my concern. Mm -hmm. I'm never going to be, I'm just not that person. And I, I know that some of the advice that I have heard 
is that, um, oh, well, I don't speak about other people's man. But if I really feel like, it depends. If I just think like, oh, you could do better, come on. I'm not going to say anything. If that person's nice and fine and that's who you're picking, do your thing. But if that person is like a danger to you or like emotionally, physically, whatever, I'm never not going to say anything. Yeah. If I feel like you're about to hurt your hurt yourself yeah. or get hurt, yeah. I'm I have Word. to speak up. Yeah. And um and I would ask that of my friends in all honesty. Doesn't mean I'm agree with you. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't mean that. And we can talk it out. Really, we can talk it out and I would even I would I'm sure I would be hurt. I haven't had anyone say that say something like that to me. I think you guys, there was a certain person that was in my life, a couple of them, that you didn't love. Um, but I think that you all knew that it wasn't going to last, um, the doom one. And um, that you were just like, I can't wait till she gets out of this kind of vibe. So we just going, we'll be with her. We'll rock with her, but she'll get out of it eventually. And I appreciated that. But I do look back and wish somebody would say, would have said like, this is not good. We didn't like, know. I didn't know. Not with not with the most recent. I'm talking no, about, I'm talking about the the original the 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 doom. Yeah, the, okay. I didn't know. You know, yeah. we were twenty something, and and the relationship like had had the same thing been happening, and you're the age now, and that we we have had the experiences that we had. I would been mm-hmm. like, girl. Yeah. Get the f- like. Are you? F- what you doing? But we what didn't. Doing, we didn't know, <laughs> and we were like no. playing with these ideas of like, in so many ways, internet. Especially after having the conversation that I had with Aaron, that should have never happened. He was taking it. You were being taken advantage of. I you know. were being groomed in a particular way. Your damn self. Like when I really mm-hmm. think about it, and I talked to her, I was like, I felt sick to my stomach in so many ways because that was just. But we didn't know. And we're yeah. like, oh, we grow, we mature. Like we we do we deal with deep concepts right now. Like, like this is deep, this is real. Like, no, no, like that so, nigga should have been. Was, we should have, yeah, it should. Everybody should have been. Everybody like, should have. <laughs> anyway, everybody. That's a whole. Other but I, but I also, I, I, I would hope that now you would like anybody that I bring around you. Like I would want to know your opinion, and it, I might not like it, but I would want to know it, and I would want us to be able to talk about it because I want to know what to look out for as well. I think when you, you know? have pre-existing friendships, it's very. I think that's a. That's a conversation conversation that should be had. Um, and hopefully you have a relationship in which you can have those hard conversations. Now, a warning though, to all the young folks, to the women now, if you've had a a, a, a solid foundation of friends, like that's your girl, those are your people, and a man comes into this and he doesn't like your friends, I feel like None that's a major red flag, right? Because it's like, I don't know, unless you got really raggedy friends and like in your heart, you know, you have raggedy friends. But in my case, if if a man came in and I could smell he was threatened by my relationship with you or like he felt weird around my friendships and like commented that you having close relationships and talking to and having a separate strong bond with somebody else. And he's like weirded out by that or like 
doesn't like but that, I'll... I feel like that is a that is an indicator of that you really gotta like pay attention to that because mm-hmm. the fuck you gonna come into my like this is a foundation and relationship I've been building and has fed you me and is a part of me for, for years, you. right? Your partner or she or whoever they should want that for for you. Your partner should want you to be surrounded by people that love you and want to add on to that. Yeah. So, yeah. I think it's a a problem. What about um, access and socioeconomic? I think it's so interesting because in our friend group, obviously we have one friend that does pretty well for herself. She does. But on the inside, she's just like kind of cheap. and (laughs) (laughs) You would never know. You would never know. And I think Which that is great. it's I and and I realize that now that I think about it, I think that she has navigated and made that really easy for us because she is that way. And I don't know if she always wants to be that way mm. with us. So I I one time asked her, like, do you do we hold you back sometimes? Like, are there things that you want to experience that you can't? Um, and she was like, no, I'm cheap. Da, da, da. But I did feel like on the trip when we were looking for places and I was like, you know, writing everybody on the side, like, what about this way? What about this place? And it, it kind of came to a head there where it became clear of like, oh, she can afford some shit shit. And our broadcasters can't, but she wants Clearly. to go on this trip with us. So it's tricky. Clearly. And like, it, it did get a little like, you know, like we, we had our little group chat call that it was a, a little strange. And then we had a great time on the trip. But I, I do sometimes think about that. But I, I think that she's navigated it really well. And this and this is for anybody and everybody who I'm usually in most of my circles, the poorest one. <laughs> um, but like uh, up here in like my New York circles. Now but you no come one hang has out made with the me raggedy bitches in Philly. <laughs> <laughs> no one's made me feel that way because we just like if somebody gets it, they they get the bill and they don't say nothing. It's like no no no, it's fine. I already took care of it. Ha ha ha. Um, but or we just split everything. Like I really appreciate in our friend group that we'll go get Ethiopian platters. And just split it and say, what, how much was that? And everybody just puts their little monies together. And if we feel like there were times when we knew somebody didn't have it and you just got it if you could, you know, like nobody mm-hmm. talked about it. You just get it. And I think that there's a level of um, self-awareness you have to have when navigating money. Um, and a level of honesty, too, that you have to have because you can t- really take advantage of somebody, you know, like. If you have somebody that's like, no, no, I'll get it. I've seen people play the victim of like, oh, I'm broke. Oh, I'm the, and you're not fucking broke. But you know that this friend is generous and they take advantage of that. And so I've never felt that way in our group. But I have, I don't know. What are you, what are your thoughts around this? I'm like navigating money. Um, Cause you had money when we were younger. Yeah. You was the like I was poor, poor. You was balling because you were serving and stuff. And I yeah, was like, no, wow. I, I I was okay. I mean, but then I was super broke when I had JoJo. But anyway, I think mm-hmm. I think now it's one thing when you have like all of us kind of know what's going on with each other, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's interesting when you are building new friendships. 
because I have friends that have money now and like they're like, oh, let's go out to eat. Or like the activities that they want to do require money that gives me paw. No, I just spit everywhere. I'm so sorry. It's okay. I do it all the time, <laughs> Queen. Pee. Continue. That, let it pee. That gives me pause and gives me anxiety and makes me want to like, maybe I don't want to go out with them or I can't kick it with them as often because I'm not ready. I'm, I'm not yet ready to have the conversation with them around money, you know, and I don't, I, I do also don't want to, um, Yeah, I'm just not ready to be like, oh, you guys think because I have stable, I have a lot of money. But that's, you know, that's actually the exact opposite of what's really going on. I, I went to KOP and I, I just couldn't make a sell. And I, I I'm, you know, <laughs> anyway, it's just like, that's a tricky one for me. It's a tricky one for me um, because. What if they said, what, what if. You might be, and this is just a maybe, and if they didn't, they didn't. But what if they were like, oh, well, we could do something else. I know, I, I'm sure that they would. But it's just the coming out to be like, you guys make a lot more money than me, and I, I don't have money to go out. I can't pay $100 going out to eat. Like, mm-hmm. I have a budget. And Bitch, I, me neither. I, I, <laughs> I like $100. But mm. it feels like, it also feels like um, it's hard. It's like a it's hard. I can't say that that there was a point in time, especially now with serving, I was like, say less, we balling out and you have fun that way. And you like, mm-hmm. it's fun and it's free and it's hard to feel that way, especially when you're getting to know somebody and you kind of need that activity. It's like, you don't want necessarily want the pressure of like being somebody's house in close proximity. You need the activity to build the friendship around to like, um, it's costly. It's an investment in some ways. And yeah. and I I guess we have to and I need to especially like develop ways of making that known with that is honest, but also like, but I still want to be your friend, but like can we walk in the park and get coffee? <laughs> Maybe get a happy meal, whatever. I'll come fed. I'll I'll bring a sandwich. Like, Yo. <laughs> I got these Trader Joe's fucking cereal pops or some shit you know you well i hear that i i also i can sometimes feel like a burden yeah. on people if i don't have it right yeah i can feel like that um so it is tricky and i and i what i've recently started to do is to say when i feel like that like i'm What'd uncomfortable say? i say i'm uncomfortable what do you I say i feel like I'm uncomfortable. I, bitch, I just told you. Why are you say, at the restaurant with the card? Like, what do you do? Like, when do you say that? Well, my my girlfriend Angie and I, we go back and forth with the bill. And I, I will try to cover a bill and then we'll end up doing something else. And that's always higher. And she fucking gets that bill. And it makes me so. And I'm like, oh, and I know that that was more expensive because I'm not a big drinker. But usually we'll eat. I won't really have drinks when we eat. And then she'll be like, oh, you want to get a drink? And then we'll get drinks. And drinks are always more expensive than food. Like, and it's just, she'll do that. And I'll say, like, I'm uncomfortable. And she'll be like, bitch, you can get the next one. And so we'll work it out in that way. Or I'm comfortable enough with her where I'll say, like, girl, I'm broke. I got this much amount of money I could spend today. I did my budget spreadsheet. and But I've developed that relationship to be comfortable with her. And I think I I also offer investment in other ways of like, how can I support 
she has a business, Ariane's. How can I support your business? How can I, you know, do things where it's like, I show you that I, you know, that I'm not taking advantage of you, that I care, that I this. And then, you know, sometimes it is a matter of just saying like, look at Jay, Jay be fucking balling sometimes. I'd be like, Jay, I love you to death, but we can go for a walk. Or if you want to come work out and then she'll be like, girl, I'm buying food. If you eat it or not, you eat it. I don't care, but I'm buying it. It's done. I, I feel that it's way. that kind of thing. I, I remember when I was making a lot more money and I I do like, I do like, like, let me, I'll cover it. I do like that. I don't always yeah, like to absolutely. go happy. It's like, no, I got this and win because it's going to happen. Mark my motherfucking words. <laughs> it's March 14th, 10, 20 on a Monday. It's going to happen. I would love if I had it like, I loved when I was serving and they'd ball out. They'd ball out. And then it's like, I got that. I got y'all. Like when you coming with me and I know my friend's making less money. Yeah, I'm buying drinks. Like the fuck? Of course. If I have you, it like that. Right. And I think that that kind of exchange comes with trust. Because again, you could be taken advantage of. Oh, yeah. I, but it, it also comes with like a closeness and a vulnerability of like, you 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 had enough knowledge to know that like this person don't have it like this right now, but also it's cyclical. It's like Excuse sometimes me? somebody up, sometimes somebody it's down. Mm-hmm. You know, what about having kids versus not having kids and friendships? How does that change the dynamic, or maybe create some? interesting dynamics i think the most painful part um is when you first have your baby i think that's the the at least for me it was that was the most painful part i'm used to it now i'm used to my um restrictions that i have jojo's older and then it's becoming i have a little bit more freedom now so it's just like me maneuvering or like asking somebody to watch her um even that can be hard sometimes. You don't even ask people to watch her like that. I mean, I don't got money to go out with you anyway, so it doesn't matter. We ain't going nowhere. Girl, you <laughs> stop playing I ain't got to ball out nowhere. I ain't, I don't, I'm not moving and shaking the way that I wanted to when I was younger, but it was really hard for me. And I think it, that ties into the jealousy part. It was the hardest thing that it was like, I just felt like my life was in a vacuum. It was done because I just didn't have the freedom I didn't have the financial freedom that I had anymore especially when you're young so shout out to all the young mothers that had a baby and your life is like completely done and with that their hurt. moments I'll never forget what one time when I, we I was in Philly and this was Jojo might have been three or four. Oh no three or and four I, yeah okay. and I said to you I was like oh do you want to da 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 and you were like oh yeah it was like something like lunch and I was like, oh, okay, is JoJo coming? And you were like, JoJo is three. She's always coming. <laughs> and I was like, and I could tell you were pissed of like, why don't why don't you know this yet? Oh. Like, she's three at this point. What is wrong with you? Of course she's coming. Where the fuck else would she be? And I was really just asking like, oh, I didn't know if she'd be over your mom's house. Like, I, I didn't know. But I recognized it and like, I have to do better at, I guess, making sure that you know I consider her as a part of you, this right? my third arm at this point. Right. And so, but I caught it of like, oh, I, I just pissed her off. <laughs> Wrong day. 
So do you feel like there were times within your friendships, not necessarily specific to me, but where you felt like your friends could have done a better job of supporting you as a mom or understanding By the grace of God, Amanda had Sean, right? So, like, Mm -hmm. I had an ally. I had somebody that was like, girl, we ain't doing nothing. Come over to the house. We ordering chicken wings and pizza. And I was like, oh, okay. But anyway, um, I just, she was an ally to me. She was Mm -hmm. somebody that, like, I didn't feel left out of. And we were, her son was seven months older than mine. So, it was like... I, I, we had that camaraderie, we had that connection, so I didn't feel isolated. Um, mm-hmm. I do think that I just wanted, I just wanted to be able to have the freedom to do whatever I wanted to do. You know, I wanted to just go up to New York, and I just, I was breastfeeding, like I, I couldn't, I couldn't. There was always these reminders that, like, oh no, you, you have to go back home. And mm-hmm. I, I can't, even to this day, I can't make, I never felt like you didn't understand, but I couldn't make, I could just, you just don't, you don't have a kid. So it's like, you don't, you don't understand. And that's, I don't resent that. I can't make you understand. It's so interesting because when Amanda has shown, I was super present. I was like always at her house because that's my godson. That was the first baby and I was hype boots. And then I was also dating the devil in Philly at the time. But I, um, I recognized when you had the baby, when you had Jojo, I was like, oh, shit's really changing. <laughs> Two of y'all got kids. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> And I was up here and I remember being really lonely and being like, and when, when I would come to Philly, I already knew what we were doing. We were going over Amanda's house and we were ordering pizza and chicken <laughs> and sitting there watching TV. And I did miss like dancing and stuff like that. And I just remember feeling like, oh, all right, you got to adjust. And then Jojo was a really hard kid. <laughs> Jojo was a really hard kid, so being around her wasn't always very pleasant. Mm-hmm. And I just remember that was when we were, we had the blog, we were making bows and selling them <laughs> by hand. We were making those fucking hair bows, selling them by hand, and just feeling like this is not sustainable. And then there was also the, you know, the partner not liking me and stuff like that. But I think something that I have felt as being like the person that doesn't have a kid, because at this point, like Jasmine doesn't have a kid, but her partner has a kid and she loved that little boy. So that, you know, whatever. But I think that there is a a level of, of longing. I, I won't even lie. of like longing for everybody to have that freedom and um, just being able to like just be, you know, us and now and they're getting older, so like we're back to like being in the room, and the kids might be playing in the other room. We're talking a certain kind of way or whatever. But I also think that there's there's a level of I think that that I can be looked at as oh you you're so your life is so much easier because you're single. 
and you don't have a kid and everything's easier. And that frustrates me at times where I'm like, that narrative is annoying. And maybe it's true. I'm sure it is. And I'm sure it's probably really annoying for you to hear that because you're like, bitch, you don't know. You don't have a kid. But I think that it's just different because I think that, um, I don't know. I, I was the person that kind of wanted one <laughs> like, and just saw things differently. And then I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I'm expressing this right, but I think that there had to be some work done on both of our parts to acknowledge and understand where we were in our lives and that the two could coexist. I'm so I'm really grateful for the blog, right? Because like that kept us in daily contact, that kept us yeah. in really like tight in our relationship that we didn't separate in a way that we possibly could have. Um, And then it was like a source of me not feeling eaten alive by motherhood. It was like this other outlet that it was like, oh, there's this, there's this other thing that I can build and pursue. So I'm, I'm grateful for that. Um, I don't ever, I don't ever think your life is easier. I don't think that. I mean, I don't think my life is harder either. I'm not like, it's just, you just don't know. Like when you'll make comments like, this lady at this job, like I know she got a kid, but, and I'm like, I can't wait for her to have a kid so that she can be like, oh, oh, because you just, (laughs) it's just, but I'll never be like, girl, you have no idea because maybe it'll be a different experience, but until you have a kid, and to be clear, it wasn't, I know she has a kid, but it was, I know she has a kid, but why does that mean that I have to then do all of her work? True. Because she has a kid. I mean, because she got a kid. And when you have a kid, perhaps Style you'll see, it's like, oh, oh. And maybe it won't be. God willing, you you have the support systems and it's like an easy, breezy thing. But I just, mm. I can't give you that point of reference yeah. ever, regardless of what I say. All right. And then... Last, well, no, there's two. Difference in lifestyles. You and I are different. Did are you know that? Girl, no, you're not. <laughs> Did you know that? <laughs> and somehow, I think we're very different. You you know, we we just got into a 30-minute a aside on politics, you know? I think that's probably where, where we're different. I think we're different on... Just every, almost every way, but then we're also so similar because I think that, I think the thing that when you have, when you're very different from, from your friend group and as you grow, right, as you get older, you're going to become probably even more different as you experience life and they experience life. But I just think that you always have to respect that person's choices and that person's journey I hate that word and that person's just a way of being and them you know and I think that's just like the foundation of of how you navigate differences and like and also be curious about why you're different and what what makes this person see it this way be open to to their varying opinions 
and and, and want to understand it or even appreciate you? it right like I'm not I don't feel I think we're different in a lot of ways but I think we're very similar in what you like the curiosity mm-hmm. or like the excitement that comes from learning new things or like discovering new things or you know the beauty in life and seeing that in people and like sharing that I think we're very similar in that way and I don't I think I appreciate I'm not rubbed the wrong way by your by the mm. things that you that were different in. It doesn't like I'm not threatened by it, nor am I felt I don't feel stifled or like oppressed. I guess yeah, it's everything that you just said. There's like a respect and a space that I hope you feel I offer you that I don't yeah. that I don't feel you either. It's just like I appreciate it. It's like I know she's not gonna I know we're gonna disagree on this thing. <laughs> but like I know that I know that, and that's fine. And, and that's that's, fine. that's just her way of being, and that's cool. Like I can expect that. I appreciate that. All right. Last one is jealousy. Jealousy, jealousy, jealousy. Mm. Is that the? Oh, that's loyalty. Okay. I was like, is that? How I so, are were there ever times in any relationship, friendship, that you felt jealous? Of me, it's like <laughs> this. Yeah, I, f- I, th- I think it's just weird. natural. I think that that's naturally gonna. Uh oh, what's going on here? You are frozen. Don't. You are frozen. Go okay. ahead. Am I back? You're back. Whoa. <laughs> God ah. was like, "Don't do it." <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's just a natural thing that happens between really? people yeah it's how a, do you define jealousy then for me for me jealousy has nothing to do with you it has everything to do with me and like mm-hmm. so in ways that you may show up make me feel insecure about my way of of being and it's just an opportunity to I think, and it doesn't happen all the time, but of course it's happened in our relationship. I think it just is an opportunity for me to be like, well, girl, why are you feeling insecure about this thing? Or like, what, what, what work do you need to do to like stop feeling this way? Because it doesn't have anything to do with internet. If anything, it's like a a moment, a, a place of, a call for you to to admire somebody and to like name your admiration versus mm. being like getting small or like wanting them to mute themselves in a certain way while also muting yourself. But je- yeah, jealousy just, especially for women, jealousy comes up. I feel like that's like our biggest hurdle as women sometimes because we're so, atten- I think, attention, we've been conditioned to think that attention equates to what our value is. So if somebody's getting more, I think I was just jealous of Alan Iverson. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> I think like, I'm a je- like an Alan Iverson. Like that's just a joke, but like <laughs> an example of like somebody gets more attention in a certain place or you were somebody, I mean, just these, just these basic things that happen with women that, you know, were triggered to be like, Oh, Oh. Did he love me? Yeah, he doesn't love you, but 
But that's just like an example of something. I, you know what's funny is that you said that and no. there's this... Uh-oh. Sorry. <laughs> Jojo. <laughs> I think there's there's this... This is the last one. Tell her you'll be done soon. Um, There's this clip of Jim Carrey. Who's the guy... God, the other guy who did like Borat. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I don't remember the actor's name, but he's at a round table. It's like Jim Carrey, Tom Hanks. What's the black boy that's amazing? Don Cheadle. Oh, Don Cheadle. And um, Jim Carrey looks at that actor and he goes, you know, I had I had a conversation with myself where there was a point where I was either going to be envious of you or admire you. And I chose to admire you. And he was like, no, really. He was like, like when you are the voice of something and then someone else comes up and they're the new voice, you have to take a step back and be like, and really evaluate what that is and what you're feeling. And he was like, and I, I thought I would feel better to just admire what you were doing. So I thought, I think that's interesting. I think for me with you, I don't think it's, that's why I asked, how do you define jealousy? I don't think it was jealousy. I think it, like you said, it, it wasn't jealousy, but it was admiration and also of made me reflect on my own choices of like when you stepped out and stopped serving and did Sable and was like, I'm going to make a fucking way. I don't have a way, <laughs> but I'm going to figure it out and make one. And I was like, damn, like she really took a leap. And it was a leap that I, that terrifies me. Well, we you didn't do me. very good at KOP, so... <laughs> I didn't. We didn't do very good at King of Pressure, so it is, it is a terrifying. I hate that you call it KOP so King much, so. girl. Shut up! But I'm serious. Though you've done this thing, and I'm like, this is incredible. And I think I think that's a, such a great point, Shanti. Is when you are feeling that in your friendships, recognize that it is about you. What is it bringing up, and why? What and, are you really... And also are, take that moment, like you said, to give that, to morph that envious energy to admiration, right? To like be like, oh, this person is showing up beautifully and like... And and to be inspired by it. Right. Of like, yo, maybe I can do this too, or maybe there's there's a way. I think jealousy also, I mean, even you, you shared something um, about somebody that said something to you there's this idea of jealousy wants to feed this idea of scarcity of like, Oh, this person has this, this is their moment. I'm not going to get mine or there's not enough room. So and I feel like it has, that has to be nipped in the bud because you automatically think, Oh, there's no, there's this can't happen to me. Like there's this scarcity thing versus being like, wow, I, uh, there's room for me. Watch what the, look what this person's doing. You know, they did it, my I time's can. coming. You know, mm-hmm. let me. Yeah, there's there's room for all of us to eat. I'm. It's so dope that I have somebody that's eating right now that can like show me or like can be an ally towards me versus being like that me being scared and like wanting to hold on to something or like thinking that it's out being automatically grasped out of your hand versus like. Oh, this shit is wild. Mm-hmm. But it it calls for you to do the work of 
changing. Yeah. It's just a, it's just information. In all of this, what I'm hearing, because we get so many questions about how to make new friends as you get older. And that has to be its own episode, right? We'll come back to that. But I realize, and the more and more we talk, this is the time we put in. Like you can make a new friend, but you you're not gonna hop, skip, and jump into this. This level of communication, understanding, and like th- this work. Like you gotta do it. So like you can meet somebody that you kick it with, that you enjoy, that you know, you vibe with. But if you really want to have that kind of soulmate friend, it takes that soul work. It really does. Because mm-hmm. all of this stuff is, I think a lot of, it, it, all of this is something that I think folks would shy away from in terms of having these kind of conversations of like, I felt jealous at this time. This is what came up for me. This And even I being able to identify it. So shout out to us. <laughs> Look at us. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 next episode, I'll have it. But the real love thing, the, the real book. love book, she talks about when you have this person in your life that may bring up these things or, or it's a difficult area to how to morph it into you, into you wanting to see them win or like you it's loving kindness it's like you know i don't know like you know mm. internet deserves all of the attention and all of the admiration and all of the rewards of the work and the generosity that she puts out into the world versus and like you have to like create this mantra when this stuff comes up versus you being like Whatever, whatever your triggers may be, so that you can, you can activate that when that hint of jealousy comes up. That's like, whatever, whatever it is, because um, it takes work, child. It's kind of corny, but or when you're well, having bad thoughts about somebody, like anybody, you know, it doesn't even have to be a close friend. When you're just having bad thoughts about somebody, just learning how to change that to be like. Like Drake and Common, yeah, I can't. Fuck Drake. His like birthday Aubrey was yesterday too, or some shit like that. Not Drake, <laughs> but Common. I have more space. You don't. Oh, you don't like Drake. I have more space for Drake. I do not have space for Aubrey. God bless him. What's Common's name? Oh, <laughs> what is Common's it's name? Dumb Price, name. I'm so dumb. Look that up right it now. Is. We got in this episode, y'all. We thank you for being here with us. We are happy to be back together. Like Lonnie. Left. Not Lonnie. <laughs> Lonnie. <laughs> he fucking Lonnie tried Rasheed it. Lonnie Lynn. Shout. Lonnie Go to hell, Common. Straight to hell. <laughs> no, that's terrible. That's terrible. Lonnie. No, Damn, they his didn't. His birthday was yesterday. Lonnie Corant, Jaman, Shakaya, Rashid Lynn. What? Don't play with me. Oh, no. Shuka. Lonnie Corant, Jamon. We hate this man so much. Shuka Rashid Lin. All right. And with that, we are, we are out. <laughs> you have just heard an around the way curls John. 
Follow them on Twitter at ATW Curls and Instagram at Aroundaway Curls. We out early. <laughs> Very good. <laughs>